well, well, well. What do we have here? It's another episode of Midwest Bias. I'm KJ. Thanks for joining me. I don't know who might be listening. It's been two, three months since our last podcast episode. So I say thanks to anyone and everyone that has stuck with us or is listening, maybe for the first time. Welcome. I want to get right into it. We've got a great guest today. We have a great Midwest guest co-host. But I did want to take one moment... I know this is a Midwest bias, but it's also a Minnesota bias, and I do want to take a moment for, or a minute, I should say, for the Minnesota Sports Minute. We, it's an exciting time to be a Minnesota sports fan. The Twins, as of this recording right now, they have won, I think, seven games in a row. They had their first 6-0 and homestand since something like 2008, So they're starting to finally play. I do apologize to Kim Wilson. Apologize is not the right term. She has nothing to do with it, neither do I. I felt for her Tigers. They did not look good in this recent series with the Twins. But overall, uh, real excited that the Twins, they didn't have a great opening to the season. They're playing well now. We all know if we're baseball fans that there are so many ups and downs in a season that I cannot get too excited, but it is fun to watch them win seven in a row. Uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves, they, at the time of this taping, they are down three games to two against the Memphis Grizzlies in the playoffs. They will likely not win that series. They're a very young team. They're fun to watch, and I think they have more chances to get into the playoffs in the years to come. And the Minnesota Wild, they're going to the playoffs, and they're play- and they're even some people's picks to win the whole Stanley Cup. So it's fun to be a uh, Minnesota sports fan. Right now, it's been a long time since anybody has won here except for the Minnesota Lynx. So, that's it. That was the Minnesota Sports Minute. And just a little housekeeping here. When we bring the guest on in the third segment, the final segment of the show, you'll probably hear a change in audio. That is just because of the way we had to record that interview. So, you will hear a change in audio. But the guests are so good that you're going to be able to put up with that easily. All right. Thanks for listening. Let's get right in to my Midwest guest co-host. Time for the Midwest guest co-host. She's the best co-host of the day. Yeah, it's the Midwest guest co-host. Yeah, you bet you she'll know just what to say. Well, yes, it is time for our Midwest guest co-host. It is the Hall of Famer. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having me. Welcome back. You know, it's been, what, three months maybe? I think the last podcast was in January. I don't even remember. It feels like forever ago. It's been a while. So we've been up to, I guess I've been writing some songs. I've been working on a couple of different musical projects that are limping along slowly, both of them. You... I don't know how much if you want to share anything, but you know you're looking for, looking for jobs. That's right. My I put out my first application for an assistant principal at a high school nearby, so it yes. felt good to get get one out there. I'm I'm looking. Yeah. So I guess we threw throw a couple vacations in there. We went to our first tr- Twins game, which we didn't expect. We mm. were not expecting to go to a Twins game until the middle of May. But we, we uh, it was like 
a couple hour decision. We've got a, I got a private note on Twitter from Big Scott Allen. Oh, hang on. It's the name drop, name drop of the week. Big Scott Allen at Big Scott Allen on Twitter. He's a Tony Kornheiser Little, and he had some extra tickets, so we got to sit in an area of the stadium we've never sat in. The Budweiser roof deck. We got, and then Big Scott Allen from South Dakota came to the game. We got to meet him and his son Finn, so that was really really cool. Yeah, that was a lot of fun, and it was it was a big day for us because we're we're not real spontaneous, and that's that's more so on me. I'm gonna speak for yourself. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm what you call a planner, so yeah. that that wasn't in my plan uh, for the day. My plan was to sit and relax, but we're like, all right, we got this great opportunity. Some some of our buddies want to go. Let's do it. Well, and it was also that I wanted to watch. It was Sunday at the Masters, and I wanted to watch that. So that was my plan. But I just watched the Masters at the Twins game on my phone. Such a multitasker. Yeah. So, no, it was great, and the weather was beautiful, and a couple of home runs. I think that was the day that the Twins scored 10 runs. Gary Sanchez got a grand slam so it was a lot of fun it was a really so good time. again thank you to big scott allen for that opportunity it was great to meet him and his son finn uh okay so let me tell you we have not been exactly overwhelmed with questions from listeners and honestly having people submit questions is sort of how i gauge whether people are interested in the show or not right or wrong that's kind of it just feels like if i can't get anyone to ask a question and if no, you know, if no one engages with us, why would I think anyone is interested in listening? So not having many questions has, I'd say, been a pretty big reason why I haven't done a show for three months or however long it's been. I think it's been January. Get your questions in, people. Now, we, did, we do have a few questions a while back, and if I remember correctly, they're, they're more about Christmas and stuff, so that's sort of dated at this time. So anyway, enough about that. I decided to do something different this time. Instead of answering questions, we sent out a poll on Twitter to the listeners to vote on what they wanted us to talk about. And thanks for everybody who voted. Appreciate that. Now, the choices were... Now, Twitter only lets you do up to four choices for a poll. And that's... Very limited. Well, it's plenty. March trip to Nebraska and Colorado was one choice. Our current home renovation project was another choice. Our February trip to Mexico was another choice. I can't believe that we haven't talked about, we haven't had a show since our Mexico trip. And the fourth choice was none, just get to the guest. So the results are in, and with 36% of the votes, the winner was our current home renovation project. Woo! And I think the reason, I think Steve Lipton, oh, hang on. The name drop, name drop of the week. I think Steve nails the reason behind why that might be the winner. Steve says, at Mr. Lip 5, says, Home renovations always go sideways. So great to talk about. Well, so true. Yes, we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, a number of people asked us to talk about all of the above. And Matt Parker at SD Jayhawk, I think that means South Dakota, asked us, could you explore a scotch tasting segment? I'll help. Whoa. And basically what I said 
was we test whatever people send us. So we've gotten a lot of beer. But I I fear that scotch would be wasted on us. Uh, I, especially you. I don't yeah. think you'd like scotch. Probably not. You and, might get some you know, interesting reactions. I like bourbon, so I probably would like scotch. And that may be an ignorant statement because maybe some of the people out there that I know like scotch, like um, I'm pretty sure Jolene Wojcik is a big scotch fan, would be like, yeah, KJ, scotch and bourbon are nothing alike. But I'm just saying that I, of course, would be up for tasting scotch, but I'm not sure that our unsophisticated tongues would be the best place for that scotch. And I say bring it on. And the Hall of Famer says bring it on. (laughs) Okay, so two people, two people said none. They didn't want to hear anything that we had to say. Ouch. Just get to the guest. Ouch. So the Minnesota nice response is, well, that's why we have the time codes in so that people can fast forward if they don't want to listen. And that is why we have the time codes in. But, well, and I'll tell you what, they're... No, obviously not from Minnesota with that kind of response. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, maybe they just, you know, really, really, even not knowing who the guest was, really, really didn't want to hear anything else but the guest. Mm. I think they were just having a bad day. Mm. Anybody that knows is definitely picking A, B, or C. <laughs> okay, so to satisfy some of the folks that said they wanted to hear all of the above, I We'll just touch on a few things. Mm-hmm. So Mexico got the least amount of votes besides the two people that said they didn't want to hear from us at all. We only had the time of our lives in Mexico and swam in the pool with Brandy Carlisle. No big deal. And I will say that my wife said that basically this was the best vacation ever. And um, she had to be more specific because our honeymoon was amazing road trip of like 26 days and then she had to clarify and say, this is the best week of my life. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I said that was okay. But if I had said it's the best three weeks of my life, I would have been in trouble. Or best vacation ever. Yeah. Yeah. The next r- highest ranking at 32% of the vote was our trip to Nebraska and Colorado at the end of March. And we went with Mama. We took Mama along on the road trip. We drove out there. We we had a great time. Our first night, we stopped in Grand Island, Nebraska, and spent the night there. And the next morning, we woke up, and we had breakfast with Jolene Wojcik and Sandy Rohde. Oh, hang on. It's the name drop, name drop of the week. And Jolene and, and Sandy were so gracious with their time I mean Jolene's daughter was getting married a few days later and and you couldn't tell she was frantic but I would be frantic trying to plan all that so and it was mama's birthday and not only did they come with mom birthday gifts for mama who they'd never met they came with gifts for us including beer and you got Sandra got some like like somewhat like Killian's red for me yep it was a Nebraska Brewing Company, though, I think. Yes. We don't yes, have those beers in front Nebraska. of us. Nope. And you, yours was more like a blonde ale? Yes. Yeah. And so we have tried both. I drank the red, and I thought it was okay. I remember when I was in college, I would drink Killian's Red, and I kind of liked it. But I've really just turned into a stout snob. And sours. I like sours. Mm-hmm. 
but I didn't feel like I wanted to pour it down the drain, which is always a win when it's when there's beer involved for me. So in that regard, Sandra, you nailed it. Yes, it will not be wasted. That's for sure. And, and we you really like, appreciated it. Absolutely. And you liked the blonde ale. I did. Right. Yep, okay. it was tasty. So yeah, we had a great time with them. And Michelle Pendleton, who I'm going to go out on a limb here, that voted for Nebraska and Colorado because she wrote she needed the rundown on the Runza. Oh, yes. So the Hall of Famer is the only one that got the Runza. We went through the drive through just for the Runza for the Hall of Famer. So why don't you explain? What, do you, what did you think? Would you recommend people traveling through Nebraska to stop or wherever else they're sold to stop at Runza? Well, first of all, I feel like you have to because I kept seeing these Runza signs and I wasn't going to stop. I wasn't going to stop. I wasn't hungry, but pretty soon we're about to leave the state. And I said, you know what? I need to try the Runza. And then I didn't realize that there were options for Runzas. Like Mm -hmm. I just figured Mm -hmm. it was a Runza. Well, because Jolene had sent us a box of like a dozen frozen original Runzas. Yes. So that's what I had pictured. And then we looked at the menu you know, to prepare for our runs adventure when because I decided. Because you're a planner. Exactly. And, well, I thought Mama might want something. So we mm-hmm. wanted to look at the right at yes. the menu. And so, of course, we contacted the expert, uh, Jolene, mm-hmm. and she recommended going with the original. Not that she had anything else to do. No, to exactly. Our exactly. It was, it was obviously very important. And uh, she also recommended getting the onion ring. So I got the combo deal. Of course, why not? When when go to, when you go to Runza, and um, it was it was good. I was ex- I was thinking it was going to be quite a bit better than a frozen one that was sent to me. Although the frozen one was very good, I gave that a four point five. Mm-hmm. And going in and uh, we went through the drive through, but I would say it's still a four point five. The only thing that I noticed that was really different was that it, it was a little bit softer and had more more breading, it seemed seemed like. Oh, you, you the bread was softer or the whole yeah, sandwich? Yeah, the, the bread was softer. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, Did it taste more fresh? I, I guess maybe that's what taste, made it taste more fresh. It was that it was softer because uh, when I baked it here, it, it kind of had more of a crispier outer shell where mm-hmm. this one didn't. Um, so it was still very good. And yes, I say you have to try it. If you've never had a Runza and you're going through Nebraska, it just seems like it, it's almost like pay, paying the toll. You go to Runza. You pay the toll. Okay. So I would recommend it. When in Runza? When in Runza. What did you think of the onion rings? The onion rings were fine. I didn't think they were anything like, whoa, I have to get those again. Oh, okay. So I wouldn't go to Runza to get the onion rings. Mm-hmm. I don't even think I'd get those again. I think I would just get the... The Runza. Although okay. I do like onion rings, so, you yeah. know. Okay. But they weren't over I don't the top remember great. What, I don't remember what Mama and I got, but it wasn't Runza. No. I think you got Arby's. We did? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I was just, we did because I was disappointed because I wanted that chicken salad with the pecans mm-hmm. and the grapes. And we were all ready and it wasn't on the menu. And he said, those won't be here till May. So I, I don't remember what we got. Yeah, but we got, got ended down. up being pretty good. Anyway. So, yeah, and then we went to Colorado. We saw family. We did some sightseeing. We went to Red Rocks. We went to a brewery with a group of littles mm-hmm. and organized by Ed Butt, and that was just fantastic. And Ed had a left-hand brewery nitro stout waiting for me when I got there, or shortly after I got there. I hear there's a stout in front of me, and it was so good. 
on draft. It was so good. Once it hits the lips. And then and then we found out that they sell that here in our state. So now we have a couple of 12 packs hanging around and there's going to be issues here. We pro- I don't I didn't really want to know that was available here. So yeah, we saw some littles we already knew. We met some new littles and that was a lot of fun. It was a great trip. Okay, so now after 15 minutes of talking about things that we were not intending to talk about because the the people spoke and they wanted to hear about the home renovation project. So now we'll talk about the home renovation project. And let we'll try to keep it brief, but I also did have one person, I think Sarah Susie said she wanted a two-hour podcast, so <laughs> Sarah Susie will at least be happy with this. Let's describe our home renovation project. And it was really, it was, it's really going to come to three projects. We got a home equity loan and... One of the projects is already done, which was the basement. We've already talked about that project at, at length uh, on this podcast. And, and and basically all that was was new flooring, really. Mm-hmm. Well, and new paint. New paint, mm-hmm. yep. new lights, you know, just... Yep. It's updated. Spru- sprucing it up down mm-hmm. there. Which but, is good, because now we're staying down there while we're doing our other reno. Yes, we are. We're staying down there because that's... The, the reno upstairs is a bathroom, and we're completely redoing the entire bathroom and our plan was to also redo the bathroom in the basement so what we're doing the old tub in there was a beast 72 inches by 48 I think is what it was Uh, jets the whole thing I mean you could swim laps in this tub (laughs) if you can swim that is I I never tried because I can't swim but that's the only reason otherwise you could do laps in this this tub it was a nice tub but it's time to get rid of that tub so at first we hemmed and hawed do we want a new tub or do we want to just make it into a walk-in shower and a couple of reasons price wise and resale value we decided to just go with the tub so it would make the reno easier is how my understanding if we kept the tub the same length because then Mm -hmm. we wouldn't have to change walls and stuff like that so we ordered the special order 72 inch by 36 inch tub so a little narrow, narrower, but the same length. Well, that tub came in, and the tub is not cheap. I was shocked no. when I saw how much this tub cost. Because you see tubs in Home Depot and stuff, and you see their price, and you're like, okay, that's doable. Well, this is about three times that price. At least. Four times? Yeah, probably. Four times that price. They tell us, your tub's in, but there's a problem. It's damaged. We are confident we can have our repairman come in and fix it up at no cost to you. <laughs> well, I found that wording, wording kind of strange because, of course, we're not going to pay for it. If Why would we pay for the repair that a shipping company did? That's right. And, of course, that is the number one thing that we started. And that was, that was the first job was getting our new tub in. Yeah, we so, had a setback before we even began. Yeah, and I was all excited about this. So... I'm I'm removing the mirrors and I'm I'm taking everything down. So I'm yeah. basically demolishing the bathroom on a Sunday night and a Monday morning, knowing the tub is coming on Monday. And I'll, we get we get an email, yeah, about your tub. So I did go check it out, and there is a nice there was a nice hole in it, puncture wound, puncture wound. Yep. Yeah, and. You know, I did try to tell the Hall of Famer not to go crazy with removing everything until we the tub arrives and we know that it's going to go in. 
But that's not the way that the Hall of Famer rolls. No. Nope. She gets on a project. It's So now we have no mirror in there and we have no vanity. The vanity's gone now because our tile guy, our tile guy came and ripped up. So we're going to get new tile in the entryway and the bathroom. Same tile. He came and ripped all that up. And then the plumbers came without the new tub, but they still came and removed the vanity and the toilet and everything basically is and the tub eventually the tub went Mm -hmm. at first we decided well let's try to leave it in because we don't know how long the new tub's going to take so it's still we still have some function with the tub well we just decided no let's get the tub out and of course when we when we pull out the vanity and we pull off the the medicine cabinet we see that the wall is bare Underneath. Yeah, they never finished it. They never finished the wall. So, of course, it doesn't match the areas that are done because they're more finished. It's not like a standard wall finish. I don't even know what they call it. Well, our the rest of our house has got knocked down texture. Yes, and it's not like that. But the wall looks nothing like what's in there. So, of course, when we pull that off, then we're like, oh, another thing we need to worry about. Now we need to call our drywall guy. Mm-hmm. So two days into it, and we already have two calls out to, to get other things done. And then also uh, we find out that the tub, there's an issue with the tub. Yeah, but just to back up a little bit. So the wall in there, I don't know why... This might have been, this house was built in 1994, so maybe this was some sort of trend or maybe it was a cost-cutting tool. But what they did to provide texture to the wall, and maybe somebody listening will understand what I'm talking about. They just, uh, apparently it was a technique, you threw sand in the paint and, and mixed it all up and then that's your texture. So they clearly put the vanity in and the mirror slash medicine cabinet in first and then they painted those walls and so when we removed all that yeah it was all unfinished so they can't just match it because they don't do sand and paint anymore so we have to have the whole wall retextured and we might as well have them do the ceiling while we're at it and so these are the drywall boys that were here that you heard me complain about because they Filled some holes. Filled some nail holes when yep. they weren't even working on the walls. But we we hired them again because they did a good job. So even though I complained a lot about them and, and I had a few people tell me, you know, that's, that's standard. You should give them a break. I've given them a break. I've listened to the people <laughs> and we, we're hiring them again. But yes, we were not expecting to have to redo our walls. No. We were expecting to have to redo some of the walls um, where they tore out all the tile that surrounded the tub because we should mention this tub did not have a shower. That was the main reason we wanted a shower upstairs because we have to go downstairs every time we want to take a shower. So it was just a tub with tile surround. So anyway, the da- the wall got damaged and with the changes in the tub size, we're going to have to fix the walls a little, but mm-hmm. now we have to do the entire bathroom. Yes. But it is going to look good. <laughs> yeah. If it ever gets done. <laughs> uh, so yeah, like you said, once they removed the tub, we found that there was, because that tub was a beast, there was room at the front of the apron of that tub for this huge pipe to extend 10 to 12 inches above the floor. Well, it turns out that that pipe goes to an air-to-air exchanger, and they can't put the new tub in until that pipe gets rerouted below the floor level. 
So then we got that guy on the horn. And I would say that all these people were are have been very responsive, have gotten mm-hmm. out here right away, have done a good job. So we don't have complaints at all about the worker men yet. No, nope, we've been lucky. We've been lucky with that. Yep. And then the other thing with our new vanity, now I'm doing this all for Steve Lipton because he said that things go sideways. So I'm I'm saying everything that could possibly go sideways. <laughs> that, I mean, that has gone sideways. We got the vanity and the backsplash showed up scratched. So then we have to send the backsplash back. And then they said, well, the new one, that's on back order. That won't be here for a couple weeks. So that's, I guess it's on route, though. It's supposed to be here later this week. So that's lucky. So that happened. Well, and they sent us the wrong size. They sent us the wrong size. That's right. They sent us a 72-incher because that was our old vanity. But I don't know how they know that because we never told them that. And our new vanity is a 60-incher, so yeah, I had to call them and say, the replacement backsplash you're sending me is too big. Oh, yeah, well, you just cut it. And I'm like, no, I prefer to have the one that we actually ordered. Oh, okay, well, that one's on back order. That's why they sent you the 72-inch one, so you're actually getting extra. I'm like, we don't want extra. We want the one that actually fits. Um, So that's Costco for you. We kind of knew that. We read reviews. The vanity is great. The shipping people aren't great, and that's kind of what we... They said they'd put it in-house. They didn't. They left it in the garage. So it's 350 pounds. The Hall of Famer and I, however strong we are, it isn't 350 pounds worth of vanity. We, we moved it about five feet, you know. Yeah. But we decided we wouldn't move it anymore. So, yeah, a lot of dollar signs here. The heating company did come in and fix that already, and that's been rerouted to, to below the floor. So we got that going for us. Which is nice. <laughs> yeah. And... Like you said, we moved into the basement because we're old, and the bathroom, we don't want to run downstairs in the middle of the night to use the bathroom. So we moved back downstairs, not back down, we moved downstairs, and thankfully we have floors redone down there and everything's nice. But now we've noticed that the ceiling above the shower has like mildew or mold stains on it, which I think are new. They look like water spots. Water spots. And... I'm wondering if our dishwasher upstairs is leaking in to that area. It never ends, folks. It never, it never ends. ends. Yes, it never ends. And the extra dollars that are going into the this bathroom are taking away from the the third and final project, which was renovating the basement bathroom. And I think we're going to be limited to new tiling on the floor, maybe paint the old vanity, <laughs> throw up some new new paint, medicine cabinet or a mirror and that's it and we definitely will not be changing the size of the mirror or the vanity because we don't want to have to redo the walls we've learned our lesson the paint is the same down there which is interesting the rest of the house does not have that paint so i don't know why they did that but we're getting a new toilet that can flush a bucket of golf balls so that's awesome and we're getting a bluetooth speaker in the, mm-hmm. in the exhaust fan, we're adding a Bluetooth. That electrician's coming tomorrow. Because the Hall of Famer cannot go one shower without listening to Midwest Bias podcast. So that's why we're getting the Bluetooth in there. You got to have it. Uh, the new tub is supposed to be in today. Yes. And so hopefully it's not damaged. We've already decided that if it is damaged for the second time, we're going to say, forget you and your tub, and we're going to have our tile man just make it a whole walk-in shower which is going to cost more money. It, it's just, as Steve said, it always goes sideways. 
I would encourage people, don't open your walls. Don't, don't remodel. Just upgrade, paint, buy a new fixture that's exact dimensions of something else so you don't find something behind the wall. But it is going to be great when we're yes. done, and we can't wait. We're so, getting a lot. Thankfully, the tub didn't take months to come in. So I would I call on all listeners to please say a little prayer if you're into prayer. If not, just you know, just will the tub to be undamaged. Please send some positive tub vibes, please. Okay. Thirty minutes later, I think it's time to move on. To I think after all that, it's time to drink some beer. Woo! Taste test. With a Hall of Famer. All right. Well, yes, it is time for the taste test with the Hall of Famer. And we have, speaking of, you know, just in the previous segment about how we'll taste anything that anybody gives us. Well, we have like a, we have beer, but we also have wine, right? So we have, these are the two final, it's taken months to drink these. Mm. Um, but these are the two final beverages from Minneapolis Lori. So thank you, Minneapolis Lori. And I'll let the Hall of Famer describe the can, and we'll go from there. All right. And we are, yeah. So we're officially out of items to taste test now. Yes, we that's, are. That's the first. All right. This first one is from Bent Paddle Brewing out of the beautiful city of Duluth in Minnesota and it is called Trampled American Golden Ale a home oh. yeah hometown collaboration with Trampled by Turtles if you have not heard of them they are a great band yes and they're from Duluth originally and i believe that Minneapolis Lori has some connection to one of the band members of Trampled by Turtles or well, i should say i like Trampled by Turtles i do not think i'll like this beer American Golden Ale Probably not. Probably not, but I probably will. It is uh, 4.6 alcohol by volume and 20 IBUs. Yeah, but you have not described the can. You're out of practice here. Oh, yes, yes. Well, the can is beautiful. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is, it looks like a picture of maybe like a moon and has an owl on there. Yeah, I think that's the Trampled by Turtles logo. Okay, okay. That makes sense. And it's on a bluish teal can, and just just very pretty. So I'm I'm sure you can picture exactly what it looks like right now with my description. By your description, yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, you're gonna like it. You're gonna like it. Me? I guarantee it. No. The you? people of this podcast are going to like the can itself. Oh. But the now pe- the people of the podcast. Yeah, the people of the pod. Oh, we've got a nice yellowy golden. Do not pour me that much. Look to it. Mmm, a nice, ooh, almost citrusy smell. Yeah, that they. Oh, it's turning more golden mm-hmm. as we speak. And the head is was a nice head, and now that's disintegrating. Yeah, yeah. I'd say it's minimal, minimal head at this point. We should review the cheesy rating system. That oh we don't yes, use. absolutely. Um, zero equals ish. One, criminy. Two, oofta. Three, it's interesting. Four, ah, jeez, it's good. And five, you betcha. betcha. Well, this one right here, my friends, is quite delectable. Mm. 
I like that one a lot. I would certainly enjoy this one. I am such a huge cider and sour fan right now, though, that it still wouldn't be something that I would pick versus what I what the other items I have here at home. Mm-hmm. But I, if I were out and about and there weren't any ciders on hand or fruit beers that I wanted, I would go for this. So I'm going to give it a 3.5. So you'd order it? Oh, yeah. I would definitely order it. It's interesting plus. All right. I'm being handed the glass. I'm going to now sniff the beer. Oh, yeah. I definitely smell the citrusy. Mm-hmm. But it's not even... It's... It's not even American Golden Ale. It's yep. not even, they don't even talk about. Why don't you read the description? Yeah, okay. well, it's a long description. That's why I wasn't. Oh. But the ingredients are water, hops, malt, and yeast. So I don't know where the citrusy would be coming from. Me either. And I can can't... hops be citrusy? I don't know. Todd? I think they can. Well, I, I, I can't read that without my glasses. So. Yeah, depends on when it is in the hops process, if I re- am remembering this correctly. Okay, well, I'm going to try it. Definitely has a citrusy smell. Oh, no. <laughs> nope. You know, that, to me, this tastes flat. Did it taste flat to you? No. Okay. But, I mean, we have had it for a while, since the summer. But I don't, so, it doesn't go bad that fast. No, I wouldn't think so. Unless Minneapolis Lori bought it two years ago. No way. She didn't. I remember her telling us about getting these. Yeah, it's just I don't like this kind of beer. I'm going to have to give that a one, a criminy. Oh, how dare you? Well, I, you're, you should be so well, lucky. That's now true. you get to that's drink true. it. Yay for me. Okay. The second one is actually. A wine, a carbonated wine in a can. Mm, I don't know. Can about it get this. any better than that? Yes. I don't think so. <laughs> this is called Rose Bubbles. Okay. Organ grown from Underwood. Under what did you say? It's called Underwood. Oregon what? grown. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Union Wine Company. Out of I don't know how to say this. Twilaton, Oregon. You don't have your glasses on, so why are you even pretending? I don't see where it is. Down here. Right there. Oh. Twilatin, maybe? Twilatin. Okay, maybe. Anyway, yeah, it is um, notes of pink grapefruit, grapefruit, hood strawberry, and watermelon. It is called carbonated wine. Boy, what is the percentage of this bad boy? Ooh, 11% alcohol volume. Whoa. What did they say? Hood? Hood wine? Yeah, I don't know why it says that. Where? Just hand it over. Pink grapefruit hood strawberry. Yes, I, I don't know what that, that means. I that means Mount Hood if it's in oh, Oregon. Oh, maybe. I don't know what Mount Hood is. If they, it's a mountain in Oregon. Well, yeah, I've never Do heard of it. Do they grow strawberries on Mount Hood? I guess you never know. Somebody will have to uh, enlighten us. Uh, this uh, says, congratulations by purchasing Underwood wine. You have unlocked a superpower, yes, mm-hmm. and are now a force of nature. You have joined us in our commitment to protecting our oceans, lakes, rivers, and streams. Yep, you did it. Thank you. If Mother Earth drank wine, it would be from a can. Oh, there we go. Okay, I have looked up hood strawberries. Oh, if you've heard of one variety of Oregon strawberry, it's probably the Beloved Hood. 
Hood strawberries have evolved as the gold standard in sweet, juicy flavor among Oregon strawberry lovers. Available for an extremely short window of two to three weeks, white two to three weeks, right at the beginning of berry season, these medium-sized berries are known for their high sugar content and deep red color throughout. When ripe, they are much softer in texture than other varieties and need to be eaten fresh or used in jams or baking within hours of being picked. Introduced in 1965 and named for Oregon's majestic Mount Hood. Oh! Ding, 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 ding! I am correct. You nailed it. Kind of. I said that they maybe grew on Mount Hood. Yeah. These berries have many varietals in their parentage, including Pouget Beauty and OSC 2315. The plants can be vigorous and productive, but also hard to grow. Okay. Well, I can't wait to taste some hood strawberries in there. I don't think people thought they were going to be getting a lesson tonight Mm. during this taste test. You are lucky. Very light color. Light pink it like a grapefruit yeah 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 like grapefruit juice maybe not much of not much of a smell to it just a hint of wine she's going for it mm. Ooh, that has an interesting little kick there in the middle like whoa what's happening here Is i better that a try three? one more. interesting oh wait a minute no 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 it's a nice little bubbly it's kind of got this weird taste that I can't quite figure out what it is. It's probably well, the hood strawberries. I don't know about that. It, it could be the uh, the grapefruit or the watermelon. It could be the watermelon. You know, and I, you know, I'm not really a watermelon fan. I am not either. It could be that. Should I even try this? Yes, absolutely. Union Wine Company. Okay. It's it's still good though. I would give it a three. Okay, so you would not order this. I don't think so. It's interesting. Yeah, I don't think I would order that. All right, I'm going to sniff it. But it doesn't help. I'm not really a wine person anyway. I s- Too much? No, you're not. I don't smell much of anything. Did you smell anything? Uh-huh. What did yeah, you smell? I smell a little wine smell to it. Maybe, maybe. Here we go. Oh, yeah, that's much better than that trampled by turtles Blonde pale ale or whatever what Ooh, that was. Looks like you're getting the 11 percenter. Yeah, that's going to be a problem. <laughs> 12 ounces of 11 percenters. By the way, on this Union Wine Company. Oh, I didn't um, even describe the can. The can. It. it says hashtag pinkies down. So I'm thinking they don't want you to be the hoity-toity pinky up when you're drinking uh, out of the wine glass. That's how I just drink, though. Mm. Yeah. You know what this tastes like? And um, it's not an insult because I, I grew up with this. And when I say grew up, like when I'm 7, 8, 9, 10 years old, my dad would serve me Andre Cold Duck, which is carbonated champagne, basically. Yep. Pop that top, pour a little Andre, and I was good to go. And that's sort of what that tastes like. Isn't that sweeter, though, Andre? Uh, Andre's a little sweeter, okay. but this is... Really? Yeah, this is what takes me back. It takes uh-huh. me back to Andre Cold Duck. Wow. Um, I'm not sure I'd order it, but I don't go by those same rules you do. No. I would just call this a straight-up four. Oh, wow. Good for you. Ah, oh, jeez, it's oh, good. Ah, jeez. Uh, by the way, the can, um, so in the, the center of the can, it it's, uh, says Underwood in three lines, U-N-D, and then next line, E-R-W, next line, O-O-D. You are really going in. Yes. Well, I want people to really 
paint the picture in, uh-huh. in their mind but here. as a reminder, we do tweet well, out the I know, but I, then they'll see exactly, like, whoa, uh-huh. she couldn't be more spot on. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And Good then point. around it, around it, is some, like, little drawings of fish. Yeah, rainbow trout, it looks uh-huh, like. Very, uh-huh, very uh-huh. colorful can. Yeah, you I would know, say with, so. With uh, tones of grapefruit colors and watermelon colors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not so much hood strawberries. No, but a very, very cool can. I like that a lot. I would definitely grab this can. Be like, ooh, yeah. this looks like fun. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. If you don't think that packaging makes a difference in what people grab off the shelves, you're wrong. Absolutely. Packaging makes a difference, and that's a very attractive can. Yep. They both are very attractive cans. Yes, they are. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're both winners. They're yep. both winners, especially in the packaging. And we both have a favorite that we will enjoy. Yes. And so we want to say thank you again to Minneapolis Lori for these beers that took us, I don't know, five months to fin- to try them all. Appreciate yep, that. Probably. Yep. And we are now out of things to taste. And I do want to go back because I forgot one thing in the complaint section, mm. i.e. the home renovation project section. One other little mishap we had was that we had accent tile and we ordered a sample of accent tile i think it was from wayfair maybe yes and we loved it we love this accent tile that's going to go in the so we didn't we didn't mention but we're going to have a bathtub and then the rest will be tiled all the way up to the ceiling with a shower so we i think we did mention that we're going to have a shower but anyway it's going to be tiled and we're going to have an accent niche in the wall and that's going to be a different color and whatever mosaic so we love this accent tile. We got the we got the sample within two days. Oh, finally we, we found what we wanted. We'd looked at so many and mm-hmm. we were so tired of it. We found what we wanted. Well, do you think they had it in stock after we were ready to order it? Nope. One day after the same day that it arrived from from you know ordering a sample? No, they did not. Back ordered till the middle of June. So this was a little silver lining though. We we ordered another. We found something else. We're like, okay, let's try this. We ordered the sample. We loved it even more. Yes. And that accent tile just came today. So we are all set. Tub comes today, I think. Yes. And accent tile came. So we have everything in stock. We just hope the tub is not damaged. <gasps> Fingers crossed, people. Yes. Okay. Shall we move on to the guest? The two. This is where the two listeners that voted to not listen to us can resume listening or begin listening. <laughs> On to our guests. Thank you for joining me. And now let's hang out with some cool chicks. Awesome. It's time for a so-called expert to join the show. Yes, it is time for our guest experts to join the show. And they aren't just actual experts in jerky. They are now experts in publishing. Uh, They're also our first repeat expert and non-Midwestern guests. Uh, So welcome back to Midwest Bias, the two chicks behind Two Chicks Jerky and Open Air Press Publishing, 
all the way from San Rafael, California, Shannon <laughs> Breeland. Maybe the best introduction of all time. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome back. I, 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 I think you should feel to be the first, you know, repeat guest. This has got to be quite maybe the biggest honor of your lives. We are uh, 100%. Yes. <laughs> No, we uh, really appreciate it. It's great to be back back here with you guys and um, all your listeners and whatnot. It was really fun last time. So, yeah, great having you back in or back on. So I was going to say, let's jump right in. Uh, the first time you two were on, we talked about how we know each other, where y'all grew up, where you live now, and all that good stuff. And we talked a lot about your jerky business. Yeah. And what I would say is I encourage anyone listening now who has not heard that episode to go back and listen. It's episode 30, so only two episodes ago. Of course, it's been longer than a weekly episode. It's been a couple of months. But uh, just go back and listen to that if you want to know all that stuff. Um, We also talked briefly about, at the time, a new venture you were starting called Open Air Press and the publishing of your first book. And we said, we got to have you back on, you know, to talk about that when you made a little more progress on that project. And now here we are to that point. So that's the main thing I wanted to talk about with you ladies today. How is that project going? Bring us up to date on that. Yeah. So it's it's a few months later. It's been going great. Um, You know, we have continued to receive a number of people's coming out story submissions all of them absolutely beautiful. I mean, I cannot wait to share these stories with the world. They're just all of them touching in their own way. Um, the, you know, rereading some of them, I lately I've definitely been getting goosebumps, tears, the whole the whole gamut. So mm-hmm. I was going to um, ask you if I'm going to cry when I read this. <laughs> I mean, how many I, times? I, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it's, it's so amazing to have people that are willing to share their stories for the overall goals of the project, which is you know that the healing that can come from sharing your story and opening yourself up, but also for those currently going through it that know it can, it can get better, that it's not always that bad, or, you know, that there is always um, a community acceptance waiting on the other side there. And, you know, it, it really, it full circle kind of brings me back to, to the Bramley, you know, like as mm, far as, yes. you know, uh, how we know each other. And, you know, I'm definitely going to have some sort of a, a dedication of sorts to, to our community because, joining that has been so um, monumental for us, just realizing this community we didn't even know we needed, that we had never really had before, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, is one of the catalysts behind the idea for this, to be honest, so. Very exciting. Now, okay, so why don't you, let's, in case somebody's listening that hasn't heard the first time you ladies were on, tell us what the name of the book is and what your what stories you're gathering. Yeah, so it, it Maybe I should mention even, too, just kind of how it came to fruition, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. So, you know, driving out to Colorado, I was actually headed to a Brandy Carlisle concert. And Woo! Yeah. <laughs> you might be familiar with her. Uh, <laughs> she's an amazing musician. Just a little. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, on the way there, I stopped in Laramie, Wyoming, which, for those that don't know or aren't familiar, it's the, you know, where the Matthew Shepard incident happened. And yes. That happened a couple months after I had come out back in 1998, and so stopped there to just pay tribute, and fairly heavy, and on my drive home from Colorado after the concert, I just had this time to realize, you know, thinking about this community of Bramley and, and that we had become a part of, and people we had talked to within that, and their coming out stories, and it just occurred to me how powerful it could be for these stories to be shared on a wider scale, 
speaking to that healing I mentioned before, it's just as far as sharing it and people reading it. And that just kind of clicked to where I realized I wanted to do something with, with this and run with it. So I created this publishing company um, called Open Air Press, called Open Air Press <laughs> to do so. So um, the first book, and you know, the, the whole goal of it is going to be publishing with a purpose. So I'm, I want it to be centered around illuminating marginalized voices in our society. So the first book is going to be centered around coming out stories with the LGBTQIA plus community. Uh, and then, you know, future books, I, I, I see a p- potential to speak to, you know, black people, immigrants, um, veterans, veterans, homeless incarcerated, mm-hmm. homeless. I mean, there's a, a gamut of voices. Um, I think that could, you know, it would be really great to have be heard. So, yeah, unfortunately, there are a lot of marginalized people in in this world. Yeah. 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 And so, you know, there's power to um, acknowledgement, right? To people mm-hmm. maybe gaining empathy a little bit and hearing a side of something they've never considered. Absolutely. I think it's yeah. fantastic. And and I think I said this the last time you, you guys were on was it seems like such a simple idea, but we've not seen anybody that's done something exactly like you're doing. Mm-hmm. It's one of those ideas right? where you're like, well, yeah. That that <laughs> makes total sense. Why didn't I think of that or whatever, you know, but it's going to be I can't wait for this book to come out. I mean, and don't you ladies wish you had it growing up? Like, that's another thing. Be, Breland yeah. Like, God, I wish I had this book growing up. I probably would have had it hidden somewhere under my, you know, mattress. But like, <laughs> yeah, been, you know, it would have been great to have it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, absolutely. And so just, like for me, having it, you know, as a younger person, it would have just to have something that I could feel familiar with like I didn't know a whole lot of gay or lesbian uh, communities when I was growing up even though I grew up in a community that was very open to it it just wasn't in my periphery Mm -hmm. and and me starting to have these feelings myself and question different things having a book like this that would just be able to have something that I could somewhat relate to and feel familiar with I guess would have been really comforting just to be like wow I'm not alone or this is you know yeah, what a huge difference yeah. it would have would have made for a lot of people. And so, you know, the fact that you're doing it now, there are still people out there that need that help, perhaps now more than ever with the whole don't say gay bill in Florida exactly. and all that crap. And other states that are now copying the language yeah. of the bill. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. While it's starting to try and be silenced, that it's we're trying to make it where it's like, no, it's yeah. okay. <laughs> this is a normal normalizing it, you know. Well, and yep. I, you know, and I'm also really excited. I am I'm gonna be donating a percentage of, of uh, proceeds from the book. I always have a percentage go to the Looking Out Foundation because they cover so many causes that are close to our hearts. But for this mm-hmm. first book, for the the way it came about, I'm also going to donate some to the Matthew Shepard Foundation that his parents started. So, awesome. they, uh, you know, that's even on a, a larger scale, you know, helping them to continue the work that they do. Uh, yeah, and it makes total sense since that was sort of the impetus for the reason that you mm-hmm. thought of this in the first place. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, so it's exciting, you know, outside of submissions, obviously, you know, we are currently in the, you know, doing a GoFundMe campaign to raise initial financing for it. It, I realized quickly on that I I was going to need some capital help. So just really trying to boost some marketing around that and and get people's, uh, I don't know, eyes on the on the, on the goal. On the, eyes on the prize. Eyes on the, on the goal. Eyes on the prize. <laughs> yeah. Okay, also, so. you know, want to make sure that it's it's done right. Like, you can have an idea. We've both learned this in a lot of different endeavors. But, you know, you get an idea and you're like, we're going to do this. And then the more you dig into it, it's like, well, 
if we're going to do it right, then it's going to require a little bit more time and it's going to require a little bit more money and, you know, but we really feel mm-hmm. like we do want to put this out in, in the full force that it deserves, especially yeah. in this, these current times. So yeah, we want to do it right. You want to do it right. Yep. <laughs> so where are you in the whole process? Where, so you've mentioned the GoFundMe, how, I, I don't even know how GoFundMe's work. Do you set up a time frame? Like, where are you in that time frame? I left it open-ended for now just to kind of see how it goes. You know, we're about 30% of the way in towards our, our overall goal. The money, 100% of the donations from that are actually going to go to the production of the book. So that's layout, design, editing, printing, a little bit of money in case it, we need to reprint, mm-hmm. uh, marketing, you know, all the all, all of those things. Um, so that's where all of the money is going to be going. And then, you know, the stories that, you know, we've had, uh, gosh, we've, you know, close to 50 people now that have reached out that want to share their stories. A percentage of those have actually put pen to paper. But, you know, I understand that, you know, sometimes actually doing that can be daunting. So, yeah, yeah we've extended that time frame as another, you know, again, like you think it's going to go a certain way. But then we have had so many people say, like, I really still want to sub- like they're really wanting to submit their stories. Um, they just are like, I haven't gotten around to it. But, you know, if you can wait a little bit more. So we're trying to give everybody that opportunity and, you know, not have like such a hard deadline. Obviously right. it's going to have to come to a close at some point, but just to give them that chance to, to get their stories out there. Well, that's where I'm at. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, me too. I, I want to do this, but I don't even know how to start the story to be honest, but I, I just, one of those things where you just have to set time aside and just do it and think at oh, least yeah. when oh. I, when I write, I have to just think about it and write. Yeah. Let it flow and know that we have editors w- working <laughs> with us. Okay. And where would we find this on GoFundMe? I'm also not very familiar with it. Do you just search for something? Like, what would we search for? Yeah, I mean, I I have a link that I share on social media quite a bit, but also for people just organically wanting to find it, you could just go to GoFundMe and look up Open Air Press. Um, And, you know, the name of the book, sorry, you had asked that earlier, it's actually going to be called Coming Out Together, short memoirs around the LGBTQI plus experience. That's great. And we'll share the GoFundMe link in our show notes and we'll also share it when we tweet out and insta the gram when we put it on the gram, <laughs> the, gram the ig thank you <laughs> IG. thank you very much you guys that's incredible so and when you also, if anybody's interested you know you, you can you shan has her email so if there if anybody's spurred to share their own story then definitely still open yes to those coming in that's yeah. what I was going to ask if anybody's listening and wants to get on get on the train. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need I need to get on that train. Yeah. yeah. I will say just from my own experience of um, starting and I will say I haven't finished my story yet, but and it took me a long time. So that's another thing I can relate to wanting to share it and just somehow life is crazy busy. I feel like it's just getting mm-hmm. busier and busier lately, but I did start it. And what I will say when I sat down and just started it it was actually really cool. It, it felt really good just for myself, really, to kind of just start writing yeah, there, thoughts on it, you know? Yeah, there's a certain healing in that. Um, mm-hmm. This is obviously different, but when I sat down to write my stepfather's eulogy, it was the same sort of thing. I sat down and it just came out, and mm-hmm. that's where I sort of did all of my healing and grieving so that when I came to speak at the funeral, it was easier for me. Yeah. yeah, it's almost a, a method of processing. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's amazing yep. like that. Mm-hmm. I used to write a lot more, you know, I, years back. And then so another thing with this book for me, too, is just getting back into that groove has been really nice. 
Yeah. Okay, so talking about that GoFundMe page, I don't know if there's any way to track or any way that you know, know, but when we had you on last time, I, I'm going to guess that you had at least five to ten jerky orders after coming on this podcast. I think even podcast. more, a little more than that from you guys. Honestly, that was so, Woo-hoo! not yeah. only was it really fun, but no, it was like, it was really cool just to have um, a new burst of uh, jerky consumers. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, didn't wanna, I didn't want to just say customers because it yeah. felt dry. Like, it, you know, it was jerky enjoyers. They were, they were in, interactive too. Like it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was yeah. great. There well, was definitely a, a boost in it. It's, and so we appreciate everybody who, who checked out the website and put an order in and enjoyed it, the jerky. Yeah, you ladies yeah. rock. Thank you so much and, for all your support. Well, thank you. And what I want to say now is that I have to, you know, for our amazing listeners out there that have, that ordered the jerky or that didn't order the jerky, and now you're listening to this and you're thinking, yeah, I think this is really worthy. I would like to give to this GoFundMe. <laughs> I, would, I would say do it. And then if you have the means, do it. Um, right. If you had anything left over, then head over to twochicksjerky.com <laughs> and, and uh, get some jerky, too, while you're at it. The one-two really, punch. It really uh, stirs your thoughts for writing out stories, too, eating jerky. Absolutely. <laughs> get your little protein. protein. Yeah. 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 There we go. Protein for the brain. Yeah. Absolutely. But, and honestly, every little bit helps, too. Like, you know, uh, if by all means, only if you if you have the means, we would we would greatly appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, that's, you know, even if it's a dollar, it still helps. Yeah, it yeah. still helps. And it's for a really good cause. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a great cause. I mean, jerky's a good cause, too. We don't Go need ahead. We Looking Out Foundation with that, too, you know? So Absolutely. Continuing the, the, spread the goodness. Yes. That's one of the reasons that, well, that's, besides that you girls are Bramley and we're buddies now because we met each other in person in Mexico. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I would say we're but we were buddies before we even met, which is what's so great about the Bramley and about the Littles, the TK Littles that are the majority of the listeners of this podcast. I'm I feel fortunate to be in both unique cults, as some people call it, but I'll call, call it groups. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I think I said this in the last podcast you were on that we buy your jerky in particular because you're Bramley, but also because you donate back to the Looking Out Foundation and it goes to a good good cause. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Any any endeavor us chicks do from here on out, we will be incorporating Looking Out Foundation because they do so much goodness. Well, it's just like uh, Brandy and them say about Looking Out Foundation and you know making music mean more. We like to look at it as we're making snacking mean more. <laughs> Snack um, and reading. Yes. Or writing for anybody yeah, that writing. wants to contribute. Yeah. <laughs> so you said you have about 50 contributors. People are any... that have reached out to be interested to contribute. Uh, okay. About 20 have actually submitted stories uh, as of right now. Okay. And are you in a position to read any experts or ex- experts, excerpts or anything <laughs> like that from the stories? Or aren't you there quite yet? We are. We actually found a, a, a pretty cool excerpt actually <laughs> to share with you guys. Yeah, it's kind of, it's actually just the beginning of one of their stories, but it kind of just puts it all, sums it up really well. Um, I will read it for you here. Go for it. It says, the term coming out means something different to everyone. Some people think of it as a singular pivotal moment in their life and can pinpoint it to one singular event. Whether that be when they told their mom and dad through tears one day after a hard day of junior high school, or telling the extended family over Thanksgiving dinner while coming home from college break. They have one occasion on their minds that jumps to them 
when asked about their coming out story. To me, coming out is something I have to do on a regular. I feel like as queer people, we are coming out more often than we think we are. And that's just the beginning, but she goes into on a daily basis on, you know, certain situations and, you know, whatever, but it's kind of, it just, you know, I liked that. I thought it was beginning. a good, uh, yeah, yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of nails it, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it is, you know, people's coming out stories, there's continues to unfold. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. there's all different versions, you know, there's your version and my version and everything in between. And, you know, there's quite a range of experiences with it, I think. Yep. And then there's, there's certain times when you feel more comfortable than other times. Mexico Mexico was fantastic because we were the majority in Mexico and it was sort of like, yeah, not even questioned or looked at different. Yeah, it was really neat. But there are, for instance, I just, we're having a home renovation done right now. And um, I took our wedding picture off the wall. You did? I did because it didn't feel. <laughs> I, I didn't, didn't even know. I didn't. I know. I noticed you didn't notice. <laughs> so I wasn't going to tell you until you noticed. And now you know. But just because I didn't, like, I don't know if we'll be treated differently. It's like obviously that they know we're not roommates. But we had an experience a couple months prior where this guy that was installing a new well pump for us asked us if we were sisters. And that to me had nothing to do with the work that he had to do. So, you know, you constantly feel like you're being judged. So I just took that picture off the wall to spare yeah. them from having to look at us. So there's just, there's always it, little, it's little always something. Yeah. That a lot of people, you know, maybe don't realize. Yes. I had a question and I think, I think you've already answered it. The deadline. Do you have a deadline for contributors to share their story? Well, I think you already answered that. That question was really more for me in the Hall of Famer, but I hope maybe somebody else listening might have might it's, have that same it's question. It's anonymous with the GoFundMe, to be honest, because while that's open okay. here and getting funding, I'm still open to get contributions. Um, and I, I update regularly those who've contributed so that they know whether uh, they've contributed the GoFundMe or they've contributed their own stories. So I'm, I'm very okay. transparent with everybody with where it's at. So no deadline yet. But at Not some yet. point there will be a deadline. To be decided, yes. There, at some you point you gotta make to the thing. Yeah. Yeah. You have Sometimes. to you have to send the thing to print. Yeah. <laughs> like my production agent is kind of like, you know, at some point he is wanting to do the get it done. Get it done, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the last time you were on, we talked about, you know, you when you started your jerky business that you read like a business for dummies book or something <laughs> like that. And so how has that changed? I mean, is publishing any different? Did you have to read a different, like, publishing for dummies? Or have you just learned along the way? Or how is it different than the whole jerky business? So what I'm just going to say, I'm going to let Shannon tell you about this book. But I will say I come home from doing whatever and all the time. And she's like, this book's amazing. She's been diving deep into these publishing books. Right. Which she does. She goes full force into stuff. So Here's the thing. I... I have no background in publishing. Mm-hmm. So uh, again, ground up, I've read multiple books now all around publishing, how to build a successful, sustainable, sustainable, meaningful book business from the ground up. I have a ton of flow sheet, flow charts. <laughs> um, I also have a mentor that I've worked with since the beginning now who took me under his wing and is teaching me the ropes. So I know the language. That being said, I'm also very aware of outsourcing the things that I need to outsource. So I do have a production agent who is the same guy that's my mentor. 
who has a publishing company for 30 years here locally. And he has not only helped me educate me, but he's also going to be the one that's going to, who I'm outsourcing a lot of the, uh, the back end things. So he has all these relationships already built from his own publishing company business. I can't even speak to how amazing he has been for this process. So I'm learning. <laughs> you ladies are so inspiring. Yeah, you are go-getters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's been, honestly, it's so, it's really interesting to learn about. It's, it's a, a why like crazy world that I just diving into just realized I didn't know. I've always, I've always been such a reader, you know, this is right. the other side. And I, I can't imagine that it's that similar at all to a jerky business or any business where you're <laughs> dealing with food. It translates though. So like, yeah, I know it's a different product, but mm -hmm. a lot of it translates like the, how to market. Right. And, um, sure. Yeah. You know, all of the, the other sh business structure things that all translates to. So that that's actually, it's been helpful to have been running, you know, our own business for the last eight years to be able to take a lot of the knowledge we've learned with that and, and apply it here. Yeah, I bet. Cause otherwise you'd really be starting from scratch. Totally. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. You had some knowledge to, to, you know, before you started this one. And, and this one just feels even more, more personal and touching and important and, you know, obviously I, I love our jerky business and I'm so proud of it, but um, this is just a whole other scale and, and it's, on, it's a heart, it's your heart project. Yeah. It's my passion project. For I sure. will say too, and this is, I'm going to tout my wife here for a second. Do and, it. <laughs> and this relates to, you know, the, the jerky was really her idea to start with. This publishing company has been her idea. And, you know, we get people, like you just said, you know, it's so inspiring and it's, that's really, really sweet and, and super appreciative, but I would like to just like give that back out to the world just from the experience of like, if you have an idea, then you do really it. can do it. Um, even if it seems daunting, like I thought this stuff was daunting when we started the jerky and somehow we did it, you know, <laughs> like mm. on a large scale. Well, yeah. so, and then I think that kind of helped inspire, you know, Shannon being like, I've got this other idea. I'm going to try to do it, you know, cause it did, it worked before. Um, right. So just to kind of put that back out there to the world of, you know, you really can do it. It, it takes a little bit of work, but it's definitely not impossible. Mm -hmm. Right. Do you want to say anything else about the book before we, I got one question that I have not told you about that I have Ooh. to get your take on because we ask everybody it. All right. Okay. Um, please check out our GoFundMe campaign and, or if you're wanting and willing to donate your stories, please reach out. We would be yeah. honored to have you share it with us. Yes. And if you're, moved it all to donate to the GoFundMe, please do that as well. And then buy their jerky if you have any money <laughs> for the And sidebar. So if I send you my story, like do people give me some feedback or am I supposed to give you like a finished product that looks perfect? Good question. That is a really good question. I am going to be honest, more finished, obviously editing okay. and have editors, you know, I, I have submission guidelines. So for oh, those that are good, interested good. to share their stories, I can email you those. And it's pretty much the template for what will be a final agreement that I have to have everybody actually sign before I can have their book, their story be part of the publication, you know, the mm. nitty gritty legalities Legal. of things. But um, yeah. that being said, the submission guidelines are great because it, you know, it will give you uh, an idea of the length we're looking for. Um, that it is a donation, like the story is a, a is a donated piece of work. And um, it's all anonymous too. And I, I, 
there are going to be edits made to make anonymous, you know, potentially people as well as locations and whatnot, just to protect privacy of people. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was my next question. If folks wanted to keep it anonymous, they could, but it sounds like what you're saying is it's going to be anonymous for every story, no matter what. It has to be for, you know, when it's memoir, you know, if you're speaking to people's stories or speaking to um, characters or people that maybe they're not in touch with or, you know, family sure. member, you know, it, it's just for the privacy of everybody. It has to be. Yeah, like the the names and locations of the following have been changed to protect the privacy. Like Ooh, you see you on, down. yeah, like like you <laughs> yeah, see on movies or whatever. Higher. Yeah, she yeah. watches a lot of shows. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of like crime shows. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. Um, okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> yep. <laughs> before before we sign off. Oh wait, be, before that even. You guys are on Instagram. Are you on, tw- you're on Instagram at Two Chicks Jerky and also at Open Air Press. Is that what it is? Correct. Oh, yeah, we're on Open Air Press, uh, Instagram, Facebook, as well as Twitter. Okay. Our website as well, openairpress.com. Okay, got it. And Two Chicks Jerky is T-W-O, spell the word out, not the number of two, correct? Exactly, yes. Okay, so before we sign off, I have to ask you lifelong non-Midwesterners this question. So this question has been a popular de- a popular debate, I guess, that we've gotten into on this show and even on Speaking of Tangents, which was the previous podcast I was a part of. So let me set up a little scenario for you. So let's say you're at your favorite bakery for donuts, but the bakery has great donuts, but they don't have good coffee and you want to have coffee with your donuts right Mm -hmm. so you get your donuts to go and then you get back in your car and you travel oh let's say just out of the air number two miles to your town's coffee shop and and let's just say caribou coffee just to pull a you know just a random coffee shop out of the out of the air for you get that you get your favorite coffee so you want to sit down you want to enjoy your coffee with your donuts so you bring the donuts that you bought at the favorite bakery into the coffee shop. You order your coffee, then you sit down and you drink the coffee and eat the donuts. Is this acceptable in your eyes to bring donuts into a coffee establishment where you did not buy said donuts and eat them there? Well, are they, is said coffee shop offering their own donut selection? Um, this is, this is the right question. And <laughs> I would say that at the time that someone did this no they weren't but now they do so if they weren't at the time then no absolutely nothing wrong with it but if they are however serving unless they have it stated happy donuts well unless they have it stated that (laughs) you're welcome to bring in your own food so like a lot of breweries we go to they might have some snacks and food available but they also say you're also welcome to bring in your own food so they can make their stance on that known ahead of time oh i haven't seen anything like that that would be wise. Yeah, it's <laughs> nice to have that posted. So yeah. it's 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 black and white. It's yeah. even better now. It's bad though because there's an argument, but you're you are giving them business, right? So yes, yes. They that's don't my want point. to turn away business. So even right. If, um, I mean, you can take your own wine into a restaurant, but there's a corkage fee a lot of times. Or maybe they should that's be a donage, donage fee. A donage fee. <laughs> Good point. So do you do you have caribou coffee in the West? Caribou coffee? I haven't heard of it, I no. Heard of it either. Okay, well, it's kind of like Starbucks and, you know, those type of... Right, Pete's and stuff. Chains, yeah. And uh, caribou coffee is my favorite here. 
in this area. So but you're I, obviously the one that took your donuts in there. <laughs> I'm obviously the one, but the Hall of Famer, she didn't, the Hall of Famer didn't like it, but she still did it with me. I did it. I so, did. Why can't you do this alone? Did so. they uh-huh. say anything? I wanted the donuts. Yeah. No, they did not say anything. Well, then you're solid. I think so. Yeah. Now to piggy tail on that a little bit. Piggy tail? Piggyback. <laughs> Piggyback. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> we may um, be enjoying a beverage right now. Yeah, we may have a sour beer we're drinking. Excellent. Oh, I love a good sour. What do you have in? Cheers. Um, what is it? It's called Puff. Yeah, it was, Puff. it's called like Puff Tart. It's a it's a local beer. <laughs> and yeah. it has marshmallow puff in it. We have marshmallow puff. flavor. And wow. uh yeah, and some other fruits. It's really it's good. Really it's good. almost like a smoothie. Yeah, yes. it tastes like okay, a smoothie. Okay, we had something similar. That's tasty. Uh-huh. Very one good. I just had like that sounds like that, but it was called Sherbert. <gasps> Ooh. Ooh, I I was going to buy one of those, a, a Sherbert kind. <laughs> Maybe it was the same one. Was it yeah. excellent? It was very good. I've oh, okay. gotten really into sour beers lately. Yeah. Yes, me too. So yes, is, me so too. has the Hall of Famer. I, I love it. Hall I of drink, Famer. I, I drink them when there's not a good stout available. Otherwise, I'm drinking stout yeah you're a stout girl huh do you like black lagers have you had have you had those deceivingly look like stouts but are crisp and clean like a lager i don't think so although i think maybe did ed but we've had more like brown ales well but did Mm. that alaskan beer he served us wasn't that a black ale or was that an actual stout okay i don't think so should i try them yeah i do you like lagers are you into like crisp clean no, I'm not a lager girl, I don't think. Well, I feel then, like the black lagers are just like a fake out. Well, oh. what, what it shows you is that you have these ideas of where, like, you know, you attribute coloring of beers to certain styles, right? That's not mm-hmm. always the case. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Well, I'll have to try a black lager She's some yeah. point. She's generally not an ale girl. No. So. Yeah, you sound like you're on different sides of the spectrum. You're like the sweeter sours or the like the dark stouts. <laughs> yep, yep. And one of us will take donuts into a coffee shop and one of us will do so <laughs> begrudgingly because they want the donut. From <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> now on, you just need to take two chicks jerky everywhere, every restaurant you go in. Just like, Absolutely. This is my aperitif. I, I'm now good. that I will do. Yeah. So to not to piggy tail, but to piggy back. <laughs> this is another small debate, and then I'll I'll uh, let you ladies go. But this is another small debate, or big debate actually. If you go, you're on a road trip, and you need to, you really have to pee. Can you use the bathroom in a gas station if you don't buy anything? Yes, a hundred percent. Love I it. Think- sometimes I will say sometimes Shannon if we're if it's like a restaurant or even like a fast food place if there's nowhere else to stop she'll be like get a get like a soda or like some fries Mm -hmm. or something I gotta go to the bathroom like no you don't need it that that." depends on how much I feel like they're watching but if I know like I can like scoot in I'm like I'm free and clear I just I mean come on nature calls I feel like a gas station is literally like a pit stop so yes they should expect that behavior in my opinion Mm -hmm. and that's the same way I feel Shannon if 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 I can sneak in without them seeing me, I'm okay. But if they're if it's a really small place, I will buy like a candy bar. Yeah. It's, and especially if there's a sign that says bathroom restrooms are for paying customers only, then I will buy something small. Yeah. I just had this image of you going into a um a little 
convenience store or whatever, and then all of a sudden the Mission Impossible music's playing. Like sneaking over to the bathroom. Like if rolling, I, rolling into yeah, the aisle. Chuck and roll yeah, into the next aisle. <laughs> you know what? I I can see why now that you've met me, why you might picture me that way. I am pretty stealthy. <laughs> but I, I often stop if I don't if we don't need gas, if there's a McDonald's, that's where I'll go because the bathrooms are usually through a separate door and you don't even have to be spotted by the right steps. So and that's a tip. And I'm going to say this too. If I have to choose between a gas station or a fast food rest, uh, bathroom, mm-hmm. fast food, because I find they clean them way more regularly. <laughs> oh, so they're way cleaner. Good to know. That is a good tip. <laughs> Very good tip. Road it just, wisdom. it just reiterates that you ladies know everything. What? <laughs> You are truly experts. <laughs> yes, you are. But I'm not against the, uh, what is it called? Facilitries. The facilitries. <laughs> Shannon likes a good, a good oh. bush. <laughs> uh, there you go. You know what? I've never heard the term facilitries. Me neither. Okay. The facilitries. <laughs> Do you own a go girl? No, but I've heard of those. And I've wanted to try one, but I feel like it'd What's be messier than, than um, you would think. Like a portable toilet? It's like a funnel type. It's, <gasps> yes, oh, it's like a funnel. I've seen those. Do they work? Um, well, I have my... Depends our, on who you ask. Our friend, <laughs> our, friend, our friend Rachel. Oh, hang on. It's the name drop, name drop of the week. Rachel got me one as a joke because we camp together a lot and I do not the whole purpose is I do not like to squat uh, Uh and use the facilities (laughs) I'm not good at it Um, I've fallen before and it's just not (laughs) it's just not for me (laughs) so but let me say that the go girl is women are not meant to pee standing up and the go girl is very difficult I had a hard time with it I wasn't able to produce anything they need to perfect that we need to re we need yeah. to redo the go girl right we need to make it so it's like shaped a little bit differently maybe not maybe not paper <laughs> well i would defer to you ladies because this would be business number three <laughs> that's right <laughs> when you're done with <laughs> you want to make sure it won't like suction but like yes you know. <laughs> yes i think we're on to something here we'll have to come up with a clever name yeah. Okay. Well, on that note, Shannon and Braylon, <laughs> uh, thank you so much for joining the Hall of Famer and, and me today. I hope that you two had as good of a central standard time as we did. We had an amazing Pacific <laughs> it's been time. Great to hear you guys' voices again. You too. Thank you so much for having us again. We are very thankful. All right. That's it. That's the podcast. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter at Midwest Bias Pod, and you can email your questions and comments to MidwestBiasPod at gmail.com. Be sure to rate and review and subscribe or follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Overcast, that's where I get my podcasts. And no, Overcast is not a sponsor of this podcast yet. But best rubber stamp is... Thanks so much to Best Rubber Stamp and Christopher Giannini and all the folks over there. You can find them at bestrubberstamp.net. Email them at stamps at bestrubberstamp.net or give them a call at 901-278-4500. Mention Midwest Bias, get 20% off your first order. And especially be sure to rate and review 
this podcast if you really like it. If you don't like it, no worries. Don't even waste your time. Really, it's fine. So thank you. I appreciate it, and I appreciate you. Bye now. Carbonated wine in a can. Mm, I don't know. Can about it get this. any better than that? Yes. I don't think so. <laughs>